welcome to the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. My name is Alyn Bailey, and alongside me on this journey into the talent acquisition and recruitment marketing universe is my friend and favorite partner in crime, Tracy Parsons. We've been getting together and talking and debating the world of TA for what seems like forever. And after a few too many cocktails, we thought, what the heck, let's hit record. And that, my friends, is how we ended up here, sharing our thoughts with you in hopes you'll find it equal parts fun, interesting, and a teeny bit inspiring. We don't sugarcoat the issues. We address them head on. So let's get this party started. Hello and good morning, Miss Tracy. Good morning, Alyn. How is everything in your neck of the woods? I sound like Al Roker this morning. You do. <laughs> I haven't watched the Today Show in, in many, lots of lots of years. They still do the birthday celebrations for everyone over a hundred. Oh, you're, are you kidding? I don't watch the Today Show either. I just oh, okay. said something well, so like Al know. Roker, and then we digress. But That's, sure, let's let's wish happy birthday to Ida May. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and then she has a little picture up there. Her, her her family put her in a in a lawn chair out in the front yard and tied some balloons to it. Put little pointy hat. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're digressing early today, folks. We're right oh, off the bat. That's, that's right off the bat. In. Welcome, welcome to the podcast um, for today. Um, we are excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm assuming Tracy is. I have to tell you, I think 2021 is going to be not so bad. I'm excited. I think we're going to have a lot of stuff. You've got this this new venture going. The work drive stuff is rocking it. I'm watching the employment um, world out there shifting and changing dramatically. I think that's exciting. We're going to have some exciting news about the podcast very soon. We're like getting legit. Um, And there's flowers. Like this is how simple I am. Like 2021 did not start out awesome. It was really challenging. Yeah. Right. You know what it was? The beginning of 2021 was like a hangover. It was. And now I feel like I've been sober for a couple of weeks and like yeah. I'm seeing the sunshine. That's exactly. You're like, things are green. You're like, hey, look outside. Hey, cool. Maybe things are going to be okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So sunshine and happiness. And I'm hoping everybody else is finding some new joy in their life, something to connect with and, and feel value with. Which kind of leads us to our look at another transition. It's so smooth. I probably when I have a smooth transition shouldn't break in the middle of it and say, "Hey, look at the smooth transition." But I think that's part of your charm. Like <laughs> let's let's just be really honest. And I think I think one of the people that really you know one of the things that people really like listening to us is that we are very self aware. <laughs> <laughs> We're like very self aware. What's coming out of our mouth? Okay, so I was gonna make this really slick conversion to talk about. The world is bright and shiny and we're all kind of starting to find this new sense of optimism. Um, Hopefully we are. And if we're not, we're trying to sell a new sense of optimism, right? Those of us in the recruitment marketing space, if we really look at what we do, a good portion of it is selling this idea of peace, love and happiness and joy just around the corner where the grass is greener in our company, come and join us, where the world will be all new and shiny and bright and only good things will happen for you. Um, And the possibilities are limitless. And that's like, you know, that's we're in some version of that. We're selling that out there to this, to people and giving them hope and desires and dreams. Um, But at the end of the day, all of us work inside these companies, right? We're not just sellers and purveyors of the glory of it. We live inside of them and we all know 
right? Or starting to realize there's this great article out there by a woman who wrote this great article of what happened is what's happening in Google. We're seeing uh, some, what was the article that you, you posted? Oh, that somebody may go to jail. An executive, I think uh, an executive in Europe, maybe at Ikea uh, may go to, may go to jail for hiring a private investigator to spy on employees. Right, to spy on employees, right? And then we're seeing, more, employees. we're seeing all these stories come up and they're really stories that talk about the nitty, un, the gritty underbelly of the real world of any company, which is the truth is a company, although made up of people like us, are not is not a person. A company is obviously an entity, a thing of its own making and dimension will do anything it can to protect itself. It's like how, oh my God, the company is It's a money engine. It's a money engine. That's what it exists for. That's right. So all this peace, love, harmony, growth, value, potential that we're out there selling to people at the end of the day, we're selling a myth, which is come to the company and this will make you happy and the company will take care of you. When we all know at the end of the day, the company won't. And in fact, we all learned that in the midst of this huge pandemic that we went through, right? Decisions had to be made. Spreadsheets had to be balanced. Choices had to happen. Now, some companies did it better by trying to do what they could to soften the blow, maybe, you know, sent out, you know, some nice care packages here or there, did those pieces. But at the end of the day, the spreadsheet was still the driver. It's what had to get balanced. And the people were the cogs inside that engine. So how do we balance this, what we do, which is sell peace, love, and joy, um, when we know that's not the, I mean, like, how do we balance the two different realities here? The thing we sell versus the reality of what a company really is. You just answered your own question. You balanced it. I mean, I hate to like, I, I, I know, I know that I tend to live in this land of hyperbole and simplification. And it's a very nice place you should come visit. The, the reality is the reality. The hope and joy of something new sometimes is enough. You do not have to put a lovely veneer and a shiny wig and fabulous clothes on your pig. It's a pig. It's still going to look like a pig. <laughs> and some people love pigs. Like this is so this I people don't look. love pigs. Nobody loves Are you kidding pig. me? Pig, <laughs> pigs are adorable. There's a whole TikTok wormhole about pigs. Like anyway, <laughs> okay. they're cute, right? People like there's a yeah. lot of people that also think chihuahuas are cute. See, I personally don't. This is exactly it though. Here's the problem with a pig. A pig, super cute from a distance. Cute and cuddly, especially the young ones. I think of Wilbur and in Charlotte's Web, you know, very cute, adorable. Um, and then they like let out this huge oink and go splash in a mud puddle um, and splash like crap and shit and everything all over you in the middle of it. See, pigs are cute and adorable until they're not. They're not really adorable. Well, and so are companies. Until they're not, exactly. Until they're not, right? (laughs) So again, this is why in our current day and age, we don't stay at a company for 20 years. Our generation, Alinta, we're Gen Gen X, and we saw our parents get laid off. And we saw our parents who had lifelong jobs get their gold watch and shown the door. We saw that the companies are not loyal. We saw that their 
um, their disloyalty took a toll on our families, took a toll on the economy. And our, I would, I would argue that our generation, the Gen Xers, kind of started the what's in it for me? What can you do for me? And if I don't like it, I'm leaving. Yeah. I think that no matter, and, and no matter what we tell job seekers, candidates, potential employees, and whatever you want to call them, no matter what we tell, they really don't believe it either. They're in it for different. They're in it for new. They're in it for opportunity. They know the devil that they have, and they're going to make a decision if the devil they don't know is better than the devil they have. Because nobody is looking at your employer brand and your recruitment marketing message saying, oh, that's totally true. Because they know it's not true. Just don't know how untrue it is. They don't know how untrue it is. Okay. And so they know it's untrue. So they're, so they already know it's untrue. They just don't know to the depth that is. And so it's, it's really a matter of what's the level of risk I'm going to take to what I'm going to uncover. How big is that pig splash going to be? How big is the big crap pig splash going to be? And am I willing to assess that risk? And how deep to the waders should I wear on my first day? Right. Because they don't know what I'm wading into. It could be okay. It could be the level of shit I find acceptable. <laughs> that's right, right. What is the level? So that's that question. Every, so this is interesting. As a job seeker out there, as somebody who's looking to find work, is it is it incumbent upon us as recruitment marketers to not just tell the story of this is why we're awesome, right? And this is what we do, but to be telling, do you think we need to be at some level from a conscience perspective, being telling telling people to think through their own personal framework for what level of shit they're willing to to not saying that I have to uncover all the shit in my company. That's not what I mean. A marketer is not going to go in and tell you. I mean, at least I don't think a good marketer is going to go in and tell you. Let me go and show you how crappy we are. We're over here, right? In fact, let me walk you through our crap factories. Right, right. They're not going to do that, but. As a human being, is it my responsibility to ensure that somewhere in the work I'm doing while somebody's out there actively looking for a job and they have dreams and aspirations and et cetera, and I believe that they they are seeing I'm providing what I can about what's in my company, et cetera, should I be also putting out there the message for them? Is it part of my responsibility as a recruitment marketer to put out the message to them that says, learn yourself, know what level of shit you're willing to put up with because shit exists everywhere? Or am I just like assuming they know that lesson and someone else is teaching them? I don't think that we need to really help people fix themselves as recruitment marketers and employer brand people. But I do think that we need to be just incrementally more transparent about our flavor of shit. So So, you're calling me out on my own shit, which is a deep desire and everything I do to try and go and fix everybody. Okay, so you're right. I'm not responsible for fixing them. Nope, it is their responsibility. This is a human responsibility. This is you're a grown ass person. (laughs) Know what level of shit that you are willing to accept, but also maybe just expose. And I'm not saying be very, very transparent about it. So my favorite is like, I did some research about the Fortune 500 and the buzzwords that we use as core values and transparency is one of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And w- which is hilarious because ah! that might be the biggest lie <laughs> exactly. literally ever, like literally ever, like of all the lies that are told in employer brands and culture and values, transparency is the biggest lie. Oh, yeah. because nobody is telling the truth and wow. that's okay. Like nobody's going to tell the truth. 
Now, I will give you a perfect example. We, I had a customer once, and I might have told this story before, so stop me if I have, who just kept losing this one specific role. They just had turnover in this one specific role through the roof, and it was not like that in any other role in the company. And I was like, okay, cool. Give me your data. Poured through their data. And I said, okay, so your exit interview, and this is a healthcare company, your uh-huh. exit interview data, it keeps coming up, not you know in 100% of them, but it keeps coming up that they had no idea that they'd be working with blood. <laughs> okay. Also, something yeah. that you might want to spell out a little sooner. Right. I mean, in the process. Somebody, right. If that's not the level of shit you're willing to align yourself okay. with. Human blood, not your thing. Yeah. Don't fucking apply for this job, right? So instead of saying in the job description, you know, must be comfortable working with human blood, right? Yeah. We decided that it would be appropriate to have quotes on the job description and in their social media from people who did this job talking about the type of laundry detergent they use to get blood out of their clothes. I love that. Well, sense of humor, but risky for that company to do. I mean, that's like going out there and saying, not only do you have to work with blood, but you're going to get it on you. You're right. But knowing that, see, that would have changed. That would have changed me. I would have looked at it and said, "Uh, working with blood, I can do. But in fact, I'm going to be having to think about how to get it out of my clothes and stuff that that maybe puts it a step too far for me. The blood's getting too close. I'm not applying. Correct. And again, we've said, you've said this before. I've heard other people say it before. The best disposition is one that comes on the career site. That's absolutely it. It doesn't, let's not gum up everybody's ATS with bad applicants. Let's not go through the expense of hiring this person just to exit them from the organization because they did not know the level of shit they had to deal with, right? This is straight up marketing 101. If you are not strong enough to handle a flamethrower, don't buy a flamethrower. I think what happens in the recruitment marketing space again and again and again is that we keep misunderstanding the difference between consumer marketing and recruitment marketing. So we get all in our in our like jive and start saying, I'm going to really start understanding marketing and get in there and understand all these components and pieces. But the fundamental difference is a consumer marketer is selling, selling, selling. They want more and more and more and more consumers. For them, conversion is purchase, right? We translate that in the recruitment marketing world to misalign it, by the way, to the idea that conversion is purchase, which means an application. And that's such a screw up because you only have one, maybe two or three jobs associated with a particular application in the first place. The last thing you want to do is be setting up everybody's expectations that they're standing in line waiting to get a job that you're not going to give them. And they could have dispositioned themselves out of that to begin with. You're causing your own problem. Yeah, I've said this before. I say it, I'll say it all the time. I'll say it again today. Yep. Recruitment marketing is not consumer marketing. No. Consumer marketing has an infinite supply of products. Yep. You do not have an infinite supply of products. You have three. You have one. That's right. And so, so essentially, if you were a shoe manufacturer, I've used this before, if you were a shoe manufacturer, you're selling one pair of shoes at a time. And if you get everybody 
in line based on the fact that you have the most fabulous fucking shoes in the world or the most durable or the most whatever. And if that's all you say, you're going to get a lot of people in that line. But the reality is the people in that line could be a size 12 when you only have a size seven. That's right. You've only made a seven and you've only made it in pink or blue or green or black. And these people might want the other color and they're the wrong size. You've done yourself a tremendous disservice. You should only have people in that queue that are a size seven that want a brown shoe at this heel height or no heel height. And with a zip, like if you are not specific in the type of shoe that you just manufactured, you're going to discontent across the board and damage your brand. Well, absolutely. And you are making it 10 times more complicated for yourself or your sources or recruiters, whoever has to go through all of that and all those people in line and has to go try those shoes on all those people to find out who who fits it. And the challenge is, is that if only 2% of the people in that line fit it, you have wasted 98% of the effort time. And so not only are you messing up the candidate experience, which you are, you're messing up your own internal experience. Your hiring managers are freaking out because they keep saying, we keep this, I tell people this all the time, hiring managers say, show me more, show me more, show me more. They're not asking you for more volume of people. They're asking you for more relevant people. And recruitment marketing Mm. is on the forefront. Your number one job is to figure out how to help people figure out if they're the right more. And not just that. So let's let's back up one more second and talk yes. about that. There is in our jobs, this is another way that we're totally different in our jobs in acquiring and retaining talent. It is fraudulent to believe that there is one transaction. Ooh, yeah, true. Okay. This is not a single transaction activity. We do not run a single transaction activity. There are decision points. And there are elements of transaction across multiple experiences within the talent journey. So the application, yeah, you're transacting data. That's fine. That's a transaction point. The transaction point is also the offer, right? Right. How did we, did we get the person? And then the transaction happens every freaking pay period. Yeah. This is an ongoing transaction. We are continually deciding, am I willing to give another set of hours or productivity (laughs) or skills or time or output for this paycheck? Exactly, right? So you're constantly deciding if the blowback from the pig splashing in the puddle is worth the level of mess that you're willing to do. And if as a recruitment marketer, this is what I'm always challenged with, kind of where I'm going with this, as a recruitment marketer, if you don't, so you have to walk this fine line between convincing someone to come in and look at your pig, and especially if you're really looking for very specific types of lookers, right, that you may not find, you know, everywhere, you've got to convince them to do it. But you have to do it in a way that doesn't completely mislead them on how big that pig backsplash is going to be because if you do it's fundamentally morally wrong because they're going in they're making they, they're you're putting them at a greater level of risk it's you lie you can't okay maybe that's what i'm coming down to 
what is marketing marketing and when is marketing lying? I've been known to tell people that my job is lying. (laughs) When they're like, what's your job? Well, I'm in marketing. I, I sometimes lie to people. That's where we have to start drawing the line, right? And sometimes our leaders at our companies are the ones that get in the damn way. Sometimes right. the leaders at our company are like, you can't say that about us. I'm like, but it's true. But, but we can't say that at the front. Like they'll have to discover that for themselves. I'm like, do you know how expensive that is? Like, I thought you liked money, right? right? We create so much buyer's remorse in bad employer brand and recruitment marketing that ends up costing the company so much money Uh That if we could just stop doing these things, we could double our budgets. That's right. It's reframing our thinking um, and and realizing that we're not just trying to sell. We're trying to sell something very specific and align it to a specific person who needs it. We're matchmaking and it and uh, you can't. You can't tell everyone that they're buying a Ferrari or that you're trying to put them in at their Ferrari quality, right? Ferrari worthy and hand them a Yugo, even a Ford. Still again, not okay. I've said, I've said this before. I'll say it again. There needs to be a lemon law in hiring. Yeah, yes. There needs to be a lemon law. There needs yep. to be a lemon law in hiring. If you sell me on a job that is not the job, I should be able to get paid for the rest of the year and not work for you. You lied. Right. You right. lied. Like the and and that's the thing, Alin. I think if if I were to if I were to wave my magic wand, yeah, I would change recruitment brand employer uh, recruitment marketing employer brands to be more about education. It's not about selling, it's about educating and informing. It's about it's about helping people understand and know about something that they can't potentially experience until they experience it. I one time my husband and son Bungie jumped in New Zealand and I one time went off one of those big giant, you know, 300 meter swings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I love risk. I love rides. I'm a thrill seeker. Uh-huh. I like my adrenaline rushes. And I watched as many videos about that swing as I possibly could. I read all the reviews and I don't read reviews about yeah. literally anything, right? <laughs> I am not a review reader because I have this whole thing. I'm like, you guys don't have my, you're not me. Like yeah. I, you, that's you don't your, know how I'm going to, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know how I'm going to react. You're not me, whatever. So I don't read reviews, but I read all the reviews about this thing. And I get there and I still couldn't breathe and I was almost going to pee my pants. And the whole thing was just terrifying, but I still did it. And it was one of the best things I've ever done. I looked at how they marketed this swing and it was really about educating me about what this is going to be like. Yeah, it's going to be freaking terrifying. And yep, you're going to drop. And yep, it's this long. And yep, this is like, we need to, an employer brand, again, wave my magic wands. We would be focusing on educating potential candidates on what it's like to work for us and what it's like to do this job. Not with sparkles or sprinkles, not with whipped cream on top. You know, you can dress it up with language. I have no problem with that. But you have to tell the truth. And it's not the truth that is like today's truth of, well, it's my opinion. So that makes it true. Huh? Ah. What's it actually like working there? Are you going to work with blood? Is the blood going to get on me? 
am I going to try and make change at an organization that does not want to make change? Am I going to try to change the world at an organization that says that they're, that I could change the world? And really what change the world means is that I'm working 24-7 and need to be on my A game. Tell me the truth. Right. Because I think if we do that, and, and by the way, and I don't think even what some of us think of as like, I would not want to get blood on me. That's just not my thing. But no. there are some people out there, this is not a problem for them. And they're That'd the right fit for that opportunity. And I think a good marketer should be figuring out how to align the really unique, find that unique person, reach them, give them the right message that they hear it and they're interested and then align them to that that right connector point. That's the thing. That's the difference between this kind of broad swath, let me just, you know, sing, sing my praises and say we are fabulous and always wonderful and blast banner ads about how awesome we are versus recruitment marketing, which is really in there about, I think telling the story and helping people yes. see themselves and in a re, in a real reality. But this is hard because sometimes, like I said, companies as a recruitment <laughs> marketer, you're right. The company may not always want to be as honest as you need to be to help them find the right person. Right. They, hey, I think that's, that's the balance. That's right. Because, and I will say this, um, the psychologist in me will, will say this to you is it's sometimes it's not even, intentional it's just that people always want to put their best foot forward right oh yes and so they always want to be and they even have a self we we self we tell ourselves stories about who we are and companies do it to themselves and the people who work for companies do it to themselves think about it i will do this I, i'll put myself out there i'll tell you listen guys i work for a large multinational company right it's a company it's focuses its bottom line at the end of the day in order for me to feel value in myself while working in this company. I have related myself to the team of people I work with, to the actions that I do. And I have told myself a story that I have bought into. I marketed to myself a story I bought into about how I am reaching my potential and doing the right things for the world because I'm connected to this entity, right? But at the end of the day, it's still story, right? We're, we're all, that's what still we do. Story. We all tell our stories. Yep. We have to be aware of course, everybody's going to want to put a, a shine on it. Right. And there's nothing wrong with putting a shine on it because you're proud of the place that you work. I'm not saying that you should not be proud of it. And I'm not saying you should certainly, like I've seen the pendulum swing the other way. Like I've actually read some um, employer brand stuff. that's like, we work you like a dog and it's going to be a slog to work here. And no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Just too far. It's okay. And this is the other thing that we always do. Like everything, we always tell ourselves a story and there's always a hero, a villain, and a victim. But the thing that we have to stop doing is it's not black or white. Uh-huh. It's multicolored. So when you say, when, when you're like, well, it's the pig shit, right? Right. But it's not all pig shit. We, we don't have to be overly joyful or overly down. Find that middle spot. You know, it's not all pig shit and it's not no pig shit. But I think that's, I think that's, that's what medium is, right? That's what real truth is. Real truth is saying, I can look at 
a pig and see a cute, cuddly pink Wilbur talking to the, the spider and, and, and having these childhood memories about this pig. And I have all this emotion around it. And I can also see a pig as loud, dirty and splashing in a pond, uh, in yeah. a puddle. And they're both the pig and they're both real. They're both real and they're both valid. Yeah. You got to find the middle. Yeah. Right. And find that middle, find that middle truth, find that middle honesty. Like that's, I think that's the thing and, and spend some time defining it. Like this is what it looks like here. Right. When I have three people say who has good core values, I'm like, you guys stop stealing core values. (laughs) I It's so funny. I wrote a, um, I just recently wrote a piece. It's very similar to that. It's it's with this core values or with um, when you're trying to drive a change or et cetera, and you're looking to follow somebody else's path. So yeah, recruitment marketers suck it up. People within doing culture, et cetera. You can't steal somebody else's. Your truth is your truth. You can look to them. Maybe like you can review them and look at them for like format ideas, right? Oh, mm-hmm. they did it in three sentences. I should think about something that has a cadence. Okay, that's one thing. But to look at it and say, oh, they use those words, transparency, personal innovation. Growth. Collaboration. Yeah. Risk-taking. Barf. Barf, right. Exactly. You're like, oh, really? I'm going to do all those things? Because, you know. Well, we were laughing the other day because we were talking about work drive core values. And just to to diverge (laughs) for a second to talk about something that's going on in my life. We were talking about core values and we have one of our core values is just zip it and ship it. Like at a certain point, (laughs) stop talking about it and finish it. Like just get it out the door. Just shut up and go. And and we don't don't mean it to sound as rude as it is. Sometimes (laughs) just zip it and ship it. It's fine. We've talked this one to death. It's time to move on, right? And that's like, you know what I'm saying when yeah, I say I do. that? I do. I do. Absolutely. You're like, okay, guys, done. Discuss. We done. are going to stop analyzing this. We're going to move. Your belly button is adorable. It's going to be adorable tomorrow. Time to move. Ah, well, as always, Tracy, this has been... <laughs> <laughs> fabulous. I've enjoyed this conversation. I am um, always amazed where we end up, but um, so zip it and ship it. I'm all in there. And I want to see, I, I'm I'm interested if that ends up on the, on your career site page. It will. Yeah. It will. That's like uh-huh. pretty awesome. It's right in there. Awesome. Well, we're excited guys. We are um, hoping to come back um, next week, maybe the week after with some big news. I think we're excited about that. Yay! So excited. We can't tell you, but squeal is what we're very excited about. And I um, uh, would love to hear from you guys and what you have to say and talk to us. What do you think truth is? What do you think is our moral obligation as a recruitment marketer? Or do we even have one? Are you like listening to this going, you people are freaking pain. I am just trying to figure out how to figure out my ad spend for the week. I don't have time for this. That's fine. That's that. We're open to that. We understand our market. Maybe we're not for you. That's okay. Also true. And if there are things you want to hear, you know, us talk about, if you want to be a guest on the pod, please, please, please hit us up. We would love to talk to you. We obviously love what we do. We love what you do. You know, we're all about making this a, making this a great conversation to make it better for the humans. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. Core value. Make it better for the humans. Oh, yeah. 
There you go. Mm. Mm. So mm. reach out to us at Alin Bailey or at T Parsons, or of course at our Rebelcast um, on the Twitter, or you can also find us on LinkedIn, of course, or Facebook or any of those places. Sometimes now that we're, I'm getting ready to have my, my COVID shot this afternoon. Um, and I think Tracy, you've already started yours, right? Have you had both? I'm one? done. You're done. I will be, so, I will be vaccinated next Wednesday. In the near future, you'll just see us out and about walking down the street, happy as can be, free flowing out there. So just pop into us and say hi. Well, maybe don't bump into us, but anyway, never mind. No, you know, do it politely. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Flag us down. <laughs> Flag us down. Okay. Talk to you soon, everybody. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks, Alin. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. Tracy and I feel privileged and blessed to be a part of your day and would love to have you reach out and tell us what's on your mind. You can reach us on Twitter, Adeline Bailey, and or at T Parsons. Until next time, here's hoping you see a rainbow, have a good belly aching laugh, and find some joy in connecting and growing the world of TA and recruitment marketing. Talk to you soon. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.